listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's another episode of Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel Podcast. It's Anthony Lewis along with Aurora Bubaloo here talking more Iron Fist on the Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, another two episodes, episode five and episode six. Yeah. Um, I'm having a hard time keeping track of the episodes because the titles are so long and strange. Yeah. That I'm they not kind of sure. blend together. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I've watched the episode because I look at the title and it's like, that doesn't look familiar. No. <laughs> like, Star Trek has, like, best of both worlds. Um, right. You know, like, there's there's stuff that, like, sticks out. There's, like, episode titles that, like, Breaking Bad as Ozymandias or something. Mm-hmm. Like, there's episode titles that stick with me. And it's yeah. like, I'm going to have after- a- Go After ahead. watching The Walking Dead this season, we saw the titles being said on the episode. So. Yeah, nobody's saying like... Nobody's saying anything. <laughs> no, Nobody's saying like, you know, hey, uh, hey, Howard, underleaf pluck lotus. And he's like, oh, <laughs> totally understand. That doesn't happen. No. Uh, although I would love, I would love actually to hear like the guys who made the show be like, oh, this is what the t- episode title means. I would genuinely be curious. To like yeah, maybe it it's in. like a hidden message or something. There's got to be. I'm sure there's, yeah. you know, maybe if the show was more popular with critics, more people would be like, oh, my God, digging into, like, everything about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I will also note, uh, before we start talking about these episodes, episodes five and six put us at about the halfway mark of the show. And this is where a lot of people started making their first impressions about the show. And they were all very negative, to which, at this point, I can only say that I I guess I kind of disagree with them. I'm nowhere near as negative on this show as other people were. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not super positive on it. I'm kind of in the right. middle right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm in with you. I, I I saw very negative reviews. Like, people were trashing this show. Oh, and, yeah, like, just, um, holy cow. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't go that far. There's some things that bother me, but it's... I don't feel yeah. like, oh, this show sucks. People are just, <laughs> the the writing is the worst thing ever, and the editing, yep. like, everything is just horrible. And, um, no, I mean, it's, to me, it's the, so far, six episodes in, it is the weakest of the Marvel shows that they've put on Netflix. Right. But, man, oh, man, it's, I don't know, I, I watch Arrow every week, you guys. <laughs> every week You're I watch jaded. Arrow. Yeah, I've had to. <laughs> Like, look, I have some I have some issues with how the relationship is progressing between Danny Rand and mm-hmm. um, is it it's Colleen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Colleen Wing. But dude, they're they're not Alicity on Arrow. They're not Oliver and Felicity. <laughs> this is it's not it's a different universe. Everybody, I'm watching that show every week. You know, we watch Gotham to the point Gotham got so bad to us to the point where we stopped podcasting about it. Everybody. Uh, this is not those shows. I mean, so far it's been fine. 
Uh, yeah. And I have definitely taken some issues with some things. But until I see more, I can't really... Because as we discussed, the Danny Rand character, I, and as this goes on, I'm more and more convinced that this is not... He's he's supposed to be the character that's doing all the action-y, superhero-y things. But mm-hmm. as like a person, I don't think he's meant to be the person that we are supposed to attach yeah. to. Maybe it's supposed I mean, to be Colleen. Yeah. Maybe it's supposed to be somebody else that we you know that we attach to emotionally but you know the yeah more... there's no way they wrote him to be likable yeah uh, if, if that was their intent then i will be upset because yeah i mean at the, <laughs> he at is the, not at, likable <laughs> at the very least i feel like he's supposed to be a character that we can at least understand why he is how he is mm-hmm. even if we are you know even you know because look i can understand why somebody is the way they are that doesn't mean i'm going to be like you know oh what a lovely character um, right. I don't think he's an awful human being either, but he's just not, you know, I'm just not swooning over him the way we would do with like Matt Murdock or, yeah. I, I mean, let, let's be honest, Jessica Jones isn't like the most lovable, cuddly character. But she's cool. No, but she's super cool. <laughs> yes. You know, Luke Cage, we don't even, we've talked about Luke Cage enough about how sweet, oh, yeah. he's, sweet he's... and lovely this man is. Yeah, he's at in an, on another level of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so he's he's just not any of those characters, which yeah, you know, I'm I'm actually kind of okay with. It's 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 something different from everything else. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. and look, like I said, maybe things happen later on that, like, oh, that's where it's coming from. Right. Maybe right. we'll get that, but I haven't. I don't know. I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's start with episode five. Uh, it is. The title I mentioned earlier, Underleaf Pluck Lotus. You know what that is, Aurora, right? <laughs> sure. You say that every, I'm sure every day you hear that from Yeah, the that's my go-to phrase. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm sure when kids come into your office, it's like a, on a banner above your door. Yes, of course. That's the, that's the advice I always give, it, give them. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, when the kids, and when the kids ask, Miss Aurora, what does that mean? You just look at them in your in the most wise, sage-like face you can muster and say, what does it mean to you? Exactly. exactly. And then their minds are blown. Yep. Yep. And then they get all A's. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Great. That's exactly how it works. <laughs> uh, okay. So a new synthetic heroine appears on the streets of New York City. Danny is able to connect it to the hand, but Ward dismisses it. Uh, after a chemical factory owned by Rand Enterprises on Staten Island produces carcinogenic waste chemicals, Danny personally apologizes to a complaining citizen, but the conversation has been recorded by a lawyer and later disclosed to the media. What Danny did not know is that many people have been suing Rand Enterprises over this, and Mm -hmm. they have been refusing that anything was wrong. And here you have unknowing, caring Danny Rand, who does care about the little person. Let's not forget, you know, he did the thing with the... The, yeah. the drug the the drug pricing and stuff in the last yeah. episode or last couple at episodes. least he, he has that going for him yes and he's like <laughs> oh my god you know I, I had no idea we're totally gonna help you have my word so now you have the head of rand enterprises taking fault and responsibility mm-hmm. um in a board meeting where danny is absent ward convinces the shareholders to stand against the accusations instead of accepting responsibility however the anxiety of always being watched by harold causes Ward to overdose on drugs, mm-hmm. which, by the way, he downs with, like, uh, I don't know, whiskey or scotch whiskey, or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bad idea. Yep. Meanwhile, in the Chikara Dojo, we see Colleen Wing training one 
badass Claire Temple, who is, mm-hmm. uh, I guess this is, she's decided to start taking matters into her own hands. She decides she yep. needs to learn how to be able to handle herself, and she goes to the Chikara Dojo to learn. And that is where uh, uh, Danny also kind of shows up. And yeah. he convinces Colleen to help him infiltrate the pier in order to prove his theory. At the pier, they find containers apparently loaded with normal supplies. But Danny sneaks into one of the containers where he finds a hidden room housing Radovan, a chemist who created uh, the formula since the hand has his daughter hostage. Rand engages and overpowers the bodyguard after later criti- uh, after the latter critically stabs Radovan, uh, whom Danny takes to the dojo where Claire stabilizes him. Colleen vows to help Danny defeat the hand, which is revealed to be run by Wilson Fisk's old ally, Madame mm-hmm. Gao, yeah. where she brutally kills the operative for letting Danny make off with Radovan. What did you mm-hmm. make of uh, this episode? That last scene was the best. Right? She was awesome. That was the best scene of the whole episode. Madam Gow ain't nobody to mess with. And we and we remember in Daredevil and stuff, they have um and by the way, I loved I should say I loved all the ties into this because the hand have been doing all the drug stuff. We've seen that in Daredevil, mm-hmm. so they're starting to tie all that in. Yep. And yep. Madam Gao was in charge of all that. And it's also been alluded to, right, that Madam Gao is far older than she even looks, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. Like there's yeah. much more, uh, there's much more to her than meets the eye. Yeah, yeah. she's like a mythical person. Yes. Yeah. Uh, continue on with your thoughts. Um. All right. This, it, it was okay. The episode was okay. Mm-hmm. I continue to have an issue with, um, Ward and Joy. I am conflicted, and I, I, I the first. At first, I was conflicted with Joy, if I should like her or not. And now I'm also conflicted with Ward. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you think about it, he's just being controlled by his dad. And his dad is just messing him up. I gotta say, um, I laughed out loud at the scene where his dad texts him to do what Joy says. <laughs> yes. And he's looking to see where he could be possibly watching him from. And he just starts <laughs> flipping off everything. Yeah. Flipping off the window, <laughs> flipping off corners of the room, screens, Yeah, he's birds. paranoid. Oh my god, I laugh so hard. <laughs> um, I know so how he I, feels. Sometimes I just do that when I'm angry. Yeah, I just yeah. start giving the middle finger to like anything I can find. Screw you, window. <laughs> Screw you, floor lamp. I'm mad at everything right now. So I know how he feels. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I, I feel uh, it's just hard for me to find a way to either care for these two characters or hate them. I'm like in a weird place where I don't know which one I should be feeling. Um, especially after, you know, the lawyers come in and um, the woman that's suing them because her child has cancer, yes. um, she's crying and they are both so serious and they don't show any sympathy. Yeah. For her, um, I mean, I feel like, you know, how things are going like in real life these days with, you know, corporations, that just makes me more (laughs) upset. Right. I feel like they're kind of maybe even doing this kind of piece on like, you know, what being in that environment, because like Ward is like, he tells Joy, it's like, you're, you know, you're a good person. Right. Um, but, you know, she's also like, you know, I'll never do anything 
to hurt the business. And she even, even though she's like, we should settle, she eventually ends up backing Ward in, you know, in the meeting. Um, And I think it kind of, maybe they're speaking a little bit to this whole, you know, what this whole, uh, you know, bottom line profit driven Mm -hmm. stuff, like what that can turn people into. Right. Like people, you know, other human beings are not human beings anymore. They're numbers. They're either helping our company or they're right. hurting our company. Right. Like, you know, you stop seeing them as existing beings and just start yeah. seeing them as numbers on a page that can either help or hurt you. Yeah. And that's um, where, it, where, it be, where it becomes confusing maybe, to me because right. you see her, at, I'm talking now about just joy. You yeah. see her being very serious and you know, shutting down those lawyers. But then in the elevator with war, she's like, are we sure we're doing the right thing? Are we on the yeah. right side of things? So she's conflicted. Yeah. She's trying to straddle the line, which is a hard right. line to straddle. Yeah. 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 Um, war, I mean, but, I think it's taking its toll on Ward as well. I mean, he's right. I think more of that is, is the thing with uh, you know, his dad, Howard, but, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, or Harold, is it Harold? Harold. Oh, yeah. It's Harold. Yeah. It's Harold. Not yeah. Howard. Um, Howard is Tony Stark's dad. <laughs> Harold is Ward's dad. Yeah. Um, I think mo- I think more of that is 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 that. But you know, I mean, I'm sure there might be other there might be other you know pieces to that as well. You know, he admits that Joy is a good person. Does that mean mm-hmm. that he's a that Ward sees himself as a bad person? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, maybe he sees some of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my main issue, my main issue was in this episode. By the way, Claire Temple was great in this episode, as yes. always. Yes, she, I, I do have an issue with it, but I'll let you finish. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was. I gotta. This is one of those things where I wished I could go to the writer of this episode or the director of this episode mm-hmm. and be like, "What did you have in mind here?" Because here's how it came off to me, and it, so it's when Danny comes in. Yeah. And he's like, um, you know, can I can I speak with you? I got takeout, mm-hmm. and she's all like, "What? That's weird." And then he reveals like the takeout is like fully catered, and dudes come in with tables and food. Yeah, yeah. And she seems really against wanting to do this. Yes. And then she seems the way it's played off is that it seems like she doesn't want to be left alone with Danny and wants right. Claire to stay. Yep. Um, now I'm, so here's the thing. I, because of the way this scene was done, I can't tell if, because to me, I got the vibe of, it's weird because I, we should know better because we've watched other episodes where they've talked together. They know each other. Mm-hmm. They've had some, they've had some issues, but made amends. They seem fairly friendly with one another. But what this felt like was, I'm scared of this guy and I don't want to be left alone with him. Please don't leave me, Claire Temple. Yes. yes. Is what it felt like. But I don't think that that's what their intention was. Like, maybe she was worried that he's kind of like, has a romantic interest in her. And she's afraid to like, you know, this is, I I don't know if I'm, this is something I want to do. I don't want to be by myself right now because this could get awkward. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if Claire is here, he can't possibly be like, let's get romantic or something. Because I don't know if I'm ready for that sort of thing, or, or if she was just worried that she knows if Danny's coming to talk to her and it's important, it's probably about the hand and something dangerous, and she doesn't want to get involved. It's hard yeah. to tell exactly what it all was, but to me, it felt like I don't want to be left alone with this guy, and to me, that came off really bad. And I don't think that's yeah. what their intention was. 
I 100% agree with you. And uh, before the show, we were talking about something that bothered yes. <laughs> both of us. And it's the same thing. Yeah. I It was so weird. I hated that scene. Um, and I that's one issue I've been, I've been having with Danny and uh, Colleen. Um, mm-hmm. I love Colleen by herself. But yeah. I feel like every time Danny and Colleen interact, yeah. Danny forces himself into her life. Mm-hmm. And every single time she's like, no, I don't want you here. No, I don't want to do that. No. And she's always saying no. And he's always like, I don't right. care. That's going to happen anyway. Right. And I hate it. And this was the, the most obvious example of that. Right. You know, she's telling him, no, I don't want to do anything. And he's like, well, I already made the decision. So you have right. to deal with it. And that was very annoying. And then he... He went on to say that he owns her building now. Oh, yeah. He's like the landlord of the building. Yeah. So like, and I'm like, oh, my God, rent. dude, just stop. She's it, And she seemed really miffed about it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The weir- but the weird thing is, is how they engaged in the second episode, which yeah. seemed very different from how they were engaging in this in right. this episode. Right. Like, they seemed to be, to- I mean, not together as a couple, but like friends doing a thing. And they right. were on the same page. It was so weird. Um so yeah, I, it's like so I didn't hate Danny like to a full to the full degree in mm-hmm. this because at first I'm like god this is so awkward and weird but then like the other part of my brain is like well remember he did crash in the mountains when he was 10 and was raised by male monks only to like fight and forget about family. <laughs> he has right. no idea what what a relationship is. He has no idea how to treat uh humans in general, let alone like a woman you've just met, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it's all all of that stuff should be foreign to him, and like he should like you know he should have like a ten year old's mind when it comes to like you know romance and dealing with and people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so it's like I I got that, and and while they were eating, he did mention that one of the things that he that he took on while training is celibacy. Right. And, um, you know, so that kind of made it clear that, well, he doesn't, he wasn't intending this to be romantic mm-hmm. necessarily. Uh, and I think even in the next episode, he sort of clarifies it a little bit or whatever. Yeah. And in this um, one, she, she says, is this a date? And he's like disgusted by her question. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you want it to be? Is it? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Cause she certainly took it as that. And then she, and then the way, the way they just handled it was so weird. It's like, I'm scared of this guy and please don't leave me alone with him. Yeah. It was just I so weird like, the way I feel, did it. I feel like it, I didn't feel like she was scared, but I we go back to the fact that this podcast should be called the the Claire Temple Fan Fair Club. Of, yeah, <laughs> because Claire uh, did what a lot of women uh, do, which is it's kind of like a girl code. You you can see a woman that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't say scared. But she's uncomfortable with this guy, and she stepped up, and she was like, yeah, she's I'm like, going to oh, stay. I'm totally going to stick around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The best part is she took food, too. They're like, yeah. Can, she's like, hey, Why does not? anybody? And he's like, yeah, take what you want. And she's like, sweet. And she took like four boxes. <laughs> yes. Later, Claire was even. So when Danny rescues Rodovan from the, the, by the way, the awesome truck with the room in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I'm, I guess there's still part of me that's just like a little kid. I have this weird affinity for hidden rooms and secret doors <laughs> yeah so when he goes through like the thing on the truck and there's a door and he opens it and there's a freaking room in there and i'm like yeah. oh my god so cool yeah that was cool. 
because I'm such a little kid inside. Uh, but so he rescues him, but he's dying. He's been stabbed. Yeah. This is like, and and then this moment happened, and I'm like, oh man, this is going to be the Claire Temple uh, fan appreciation podcast mm-hmm. because I've watched a lot of episodes of MacGyver, Aurora, and this dude could turn like, uh, you know, matchsticks and bubble gum into a radio. Uh, but she basically saved a dude's life. She MacGyvered a credit card to save life. Yes, and I she love used, the fact that she, she used a credit card and tape, and she saved yes. a man's life. And I love the fact that she asked Danny for the credit card, and he assumed that it was because Paying, she yeah. wanted to be paid. He's like, "Oh, whatever you want." <laughs> like Claire's got like one of those credit card things in her bag that she swipes. She has one of those square little things that you put. Uh, yeah, like on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Like she PayPal's herself. Uh, she's like, no, I'm using this to save his life. I hope you don't want the card back. <laughs> that was awesome. And yeah. and then when he's like the hand and Claire's like, oh, shit, the yeah. hand. She's like, I've dealt with the hand. Like the hand killed my friend. Like they mentioned the stuff from Daredevil and like the ninjas going into the hospital. I'm like, oh, my God, they're mentioning stuff from other shows. <laughs> and then she's like, look. You're just like a rich guy. You can't do that. Like, I know some people who can help out with this. Maybe I should go to those people. And he's like, no, like, I'm the only... And he kind of gives her, like, the Iron Fist speech. And then just the look on her face. She's just like, Jesus. She is like... If you've ever had a friend, like a girlfriend, <laughs> like a, a girl who's a friend, or a, or a boy who is a friend, uh, who just always fall for the same boy or girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. not the same person, but the same type of person over yeah. and over again, and they just can't not do it. Mm-hmm. This is Claire, but with superheroes. Yes. She can't not meet superheroes. Yeah. She actually She's, said it. She's like, my mom says that I'm just, just people like you are drawn to me for some reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, like, when, when Radovan, he's like, I can't go to the hospital. I'm wanted in a bunch of countries. And Colleen's like, I know a nurse. And I'm like, oh, poor Claire. Yep. She's going to have to sew up another guy. Yep. yep. Um, She's she is the best. That scene was so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, the Madame Gao, the Madame. But, I mean, the the Madame Gao reveal wasn't a super surprise because like they've shown yeah. her in the back, and I'm like, I think yeah, that's you, Madame Gao. You could see her silhouette. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then they fully revealed her, and her cane had like a giant ass sword in it, and she stabbed a dude through the back of the head through his mouth. Mm-hmm. To be, just because he didn't stop Danny, she's like, you gotta die. Yeah. Um, it was. But I want to go back to the Claire Temple scene because mm-hmm. this is where I feel like the writing is a little bit wonky. Um, after she does the credit card thing with the uh, scientist, mm-hmm. um, Colleen, they, they go into this you know conversation about taking on the hand, and Colleen says, I want to help. Yeah. And with, you know, I think since the beginning, we've had Danny say, I want you to help me. I want you to help me and dragging her to her to his problems. Mm-hmm. And the whole time she's saying no. And now that she says, okay, I want to help. She, he's like, no, 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 you have to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> like you asked for her help. Now she's willing to help you. And now you don't want her. You want her to stay. What, what is this? Maybe all, maybe all he knows is the chase. I guess. Like, once he, you know, he's like the dog that catches the car. Like, what's he going to do with the car now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I now yeah. have this vehicle, but I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I don't want it anymore, I guess. Um, yeah, that was weird. That was weird. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but she convinces him because they do, mm-hmm. do some things. Uh, so what would you give 
this weirdly titled episode? I'll give it a three. Okay, I gave it three and a quarter. Uh, it was a fine episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that okay. One really, really weird and uncomfortable scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have had more issues with it if I mean I'm just going to chalk it up to they just poorly handled it, like when they made the episode. Mm-hmm. Because the way everything is presented in the next episode, it wasn't like I'm scared of this man. Please don't leave me with him. Right. I right. think they just weirdly handled it. It didn't come off how they wanted it to, or something. Yep. Yep. I don't know. But at the time, watching it in a bubble, it was really weird. <laughs> like I like I know things aren't. Like, these guys don't have a perfect friendship, but that went from, like, zero to 60, like, really fast. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. This is weird. Uh, So, yeah, let's talk about episode six now. This one, this title is weird, but given the craziness that sort of happens in it, uh, it sort of makes sense, I guess. It's called Immortal Emerges from Cave. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Some, there's a lot of fighting in this episode. Yeah. Uh, in order to satisfy Joy, Ward throws all of his drugs away. He and Rand start searching the warehouses of Rand Enterprises in order to find clues. They find a message left by the hand in the form of the severed head of Radovan's guard, mm-hmm. challenging Danny to a combat. Rand tells Ward to proceed to the crisis management meeting about the video... Uh, about the uh, the nuclear plant or whatever it is, to do this on his own. Danny enters the building, demanding the hand to free Sab- Sabina? Is it Sabina? I thought it was Sabrina. It says here, Sabina, right. Rad- Radovan's daughter, and leave his company alone if he wins, which Madame Gao accepts in exchange for Rand to leave the hand alone if he loses, mm-hmm. which he in turn accepts. Uh, the first round has Danny facing uh, Andre and Grigori, two brothers who work in a butcher shop. So we get to see these guy, these people being called to arms like right. at the beginning of the episode. There's these two brothers that work in uh, a butcher shop. Apparently, these are all like hand assassins. Mm-hmm. There's a woman who's uh, an anthropologist, I think. She studies like spiders. Entomologist. Entomologist. Yes. Anthropologist is something else. Um uh, very creepily studying spiders, so she's my mm. least favorite person of all time. <laughs> and uh, then there is uh, my favorite assassin of all time. Oh, God, what's his best. name? Uh, Scythe is his mm-hmm. name. This dude, his the introduction to this dude is the best. He's I like singing him. "Take yeah. on Me" karaoke style, yes. <laughs> and as the camera pans around, it's a room full of people he's killed. Yes, except for one guy, and then he strangles him with the karaoke microphone mm-hmm. cord. While singing. While singing. <laughs> uh, it was like, this guy is the best. Yes. Uh, and they save the best for last as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, so anyway, d- in the first round, Danny has to face uh, Andre and Grigori. He defeats them. Uh, the second round has Rand facing, uh, by the way, her name is the Bride of Nine Spiders, mm. which is a terrifying name. If somebody yeah. were to just come up to me and be like, "Hi, I'm the Bride of Nine Spiders. Would you like to go on a date with me?" I would just, <laughs> I would have, I would have run before she'd finished saying spiders. <laughs> like she would have gotten to spider, and I would have just, I would have started running already. <laughs> I mean, I'm normally I would not like to judge somebody by what their by what their birth name is, but 
Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. Bride of Nine Spiders is the scariest no. name I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, and she almost beats him. Like, she injects him with needles, yeah. with, presumably with spider yeah. venom on them or something. Yeah. Uh, but Danny's able to defeat her. And then we find him facing Scythe in the final round. Rand eventually wins all three rounds. Uh, but this is because we've learned that there's a thing going on in Danny's head. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee Kung, who is Danny's spiritual mentor in Kun Lun, is basically in his head the whole time, like yelling at him. Essentially, he's like, "Do this, do that." Yeah, he's this like is his who coach. You are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of, but he, he seems like, and and from everything else, I I saw this guy and I saw him as a negative figure. Yeah, uh, yeah. because everything we've learned about Danny up until this point, um. And and it's probably because he was so young when they took him in, but it sounds like he basically lived a life of isolation and abuse. Like yeah, he's and learned, brainwashing. As well. Yes, he's learned yeah. this great skill. He's become this incredible fighter, but it's like this this guy is tormenting him, and we know he's tormenting him because at the end, Madame Gao returns and has Sabina with her and is going to kill her if Rand kills Scythe, mm-hmm. and his mentor is in his head. He's like. This is what you were trained to do. You, you know, you are here to destroy the hand. He's part of the hand. You're supposed to destroy him. And he ultimately doesn't. He doesn't kill him. So Sabina is is let free. Uh, so Rant, Danny spares him against Lee Kung's orders. Uh, Madame Gao frees Sabina, revealing that she has also been to Kunlun before. Madame mm-hmm. Gao has. Mm-hmm. And that she also knows Danny's father. Yeah. And she basically describes Kun Lun as, as like heaven. She's like, why would you why would you want to leave there? Why would you want to come back here? And uh, Danny wants answers. And this is when we are treated to Madame Gao. It just says she easily overpowers Danny. But let's be <laughs> let's be honest here. She uses the force. Yeah. She force pushes this dude. Yeah. Like, little old Madame Gao is just, like, with her hand. She's like Darth Vader, yeah. Yeah, and Danny went for lion. Yes. Don't mess with Madame Gao. <laughs> um, yeah, so she easily overpowers Danny and allows the duo to leave. Meanwhile, Radovan's condition becomes critical, forcing Claire and Colleen to take him to the hospital, where the hand abducts him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ward is also showing withdrawal symptoms during the meeting, forcing him to leave in order for a search for drugs. And Joy stops him from causing more trouble than he already was at a local infirmary. So things aren't yeah. looking good for, for Ward Meacham. Uh, so what did you think of episode six? Uh, I, it was better than five. Yeah, it was way better than five. That's for sure. Um, by the way, this episode was directed by the RZA from Wu-Tang Clan fame. <laughs> All right. Yeah, just a fun <laughs> tidbit. Hey, good job. Yeah, this was yeah. this was a this was a fairly fun like lots of fighting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been trying to search for a way to say this without it sounding really, really uh, gross, but because uh, I was saying it in my head, and I'm like, boy, that that wouldn't sound good on a podcast if I said it. <laughs> Almost everyone would take this the wrong way, but I don't know how to say it. So I was a little upset that he wasn't iron fisting more people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here watching this, and my first thought is, why isn't he iron fisting people? And I'm like, oh, that sounds horrible. But at the same time, I'm like, but he has this power. Why isn't he just, like, punching people through walls? Yes. Uh, but he didn't really use it until near the end when yeah. he was facing Scythe, who was 
using all sorts of weapons on him. He eventually used the fist to, like, break a weapon, and then mm-hmm. he pummeled him with uh, with the iron fist. Um, but yeah, see, I told you there was, like, no way. And there's going to be a lot of people with the same reaction as Aurora. They will be laughing. I apologize. That is not there's... my favorite saying. <laughs> Why wasn't he doing more iron fisting? Look at all these people he could be iron fisting right now, and he's not doing it. <laughs> That so, sounds yeah, next, like a totally different superhero. This is like a way different. Yeah, I was in a. I was watching a different episode. <laughs> this was not on Netflix. This was on like. Uh, this was on like Skinamax or something late at night. <laughs> I. <laughs> I have. Yeah, I tried to think of another way to do it, but uh, I guess I should have said why. W-? You know what? This is so obvious. I don't know why I didn't go this route. Why isn't he using his iron fist powers more? There we go. There Jesus, we go. that is so simple. <laughs> I like the other one better, though. Yeah, the other one was way more entertaining. <laughs> but yeah, he didn't do it that much. No. Uh, I mean, clearly, they, um, you know, that sort of stuff is like affects money. And if you're going to use those powers, that means dudes are going to go flying really far. Mm-hmm. You know, which means why. We're, I mean, I understand for budgetary purposes. There wasn't a lot of crazy superhero we power stuff in Jessica Jones either. Right. It was sparse, mm-hmm. uh, but they did it. In, they did it in good spots. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he and they they've done it here too sparingly, but um, you know, part part of me was just like, part of me just you know, I was interested in the fights, I guess, in this episode. Yeah. So part of me just got into like Marvel Cinematic Universe mode, and I'm like, why aren't they doing like Hulkbuster versus Hulk? Yeah. From Avengers yeah. 2. Like, yeah. and I didn't think about the fact that this is a TV budget and it is much, much cheaper than your average Avengers movie yeah. Yeah. Uh, budget is. But yeah, that, that was, that was my thought. But, uh, yeah, but you know, I, I, I like the intro when they are introducing all those uh, people that are recruited uh, or I don't know. I don't know if recruited is the right word. It's like they're um, called. Yeah, they're the, like called to duty, yeah, by Madame Gao, essentially. Yeah, that, that intro I, I liked. <laughs> um, um, and like you said, the assassin was the best part. I want to see a show just of Asi- that assassin. Yes, the, the <laughs> scythe assassin. Because, yes. I mean, the poor woman who had to come deliver the message to him, she's like shaking. Yeah. Well, I, we still have no idea if he killed her. I presume he did not. I, uh, hope, I hope no. Not, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, but he was so cool, too. It was just interesting, yeah. 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 Yeah, um, I do have a a, a question. Um, so Ward and Danny uh, go together to the docks, mm-hmm. um, but before that, they walk to the like uh, underground garage, and yeah. you notice that Danny has an, a very expensive uh, sports car. Mm-hmm. When did he learn how to drive? This is an excellent question. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, because we've been told we've been told Kun Lun is like in this different dimension. It doesn't. It exists on a different plane other than Earth, right. and it only appears reappears on Earth every fifteen years or whatever. I highly doubt that they had a, a good roadway system there. Maybe they did, but I don't think so. Uh, it's possible that maybe he's been learning to drive like in between episodes, and we haven't been. You know, uh, you know he's super rich now. Maybe he can afford. But at the same uh, time, I, I feel like like it goes against his character, right? Because he has been living um, in a a, a world that that doesn't care about material things. So for, to see him buy an expensive car and like like show off yeah. the expensive car, it doesn't seem in line with mm. his character. 
So maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe I, I could be wrong about this, but maybe this is like Jerry Hogarth's doing because she, of course, oh, it could be, yeah, was like you know, you know, buy some buy some nice clothes for God's sakes, and he's like, why does everybody care about my clothes? And she was like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's New York, everybody mm-hmm. does, you have to. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's like, you have to have a nice car, like it's the whole Bruce Wayne bit, like he yeah, has to play be. the billionaire. Or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe he's doing that. That's never been explained. So until yep. it's explained, it's 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 a much better loophole. To it's be questionable. Like, oh, yeah. When did he learn <laughs> to drive? Why does he have this crazy car? Yeah. Um, yeah. I I like the episode though. Um, I like that the 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 I guess the the specter of his mentor is mm-hmm. is essentially haunting him. Although I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that's what it really is, or if because they noted that uh, Kamlan exists on this alternate plane, that maybe he is seeing him for real and nobody else can see him. Huh? Is yep. that is it possible? It might not just be in his head. He might actually be there. Like he can communicate with Danny. Uh, it could be. Yeah, I, I learned. I ha- Did you ever see that movie Beverly Hills Ninja? No, I haven't. <laughs> I love how we are able to tie this into Iron Fist. I mean, I'm aware of what Beverly Hills Ninja is, but I remember continue. in that movie, I learned that you know ninjas can like meditate and communicate with their mentors. Uh, ah. So maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. I mean, perhaps like it. It's entirely. <laughs> oh my god, that's the movie with Chris Chris Farley, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Oh my god. And Chris uh, Rock. Oh, is Chris Rock in it as well? Yes. Holy moly. It's <laughs> great. Did you watch it? I've not, I've not seen it, but oh my god. Uh, I just love that we're tying this into this show. It's, it's incredible. This has been a great episode, I will say that. Uh, between the iron fisting and referencing yeah. Beverly Hills Ninja, this has been a tremendous episode. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, I, I mean, because look, you could easily also say this is a person who's been the subject of psychological and physical abuse mm-hmm. uh, for a, a large portion of his life. And this person is just haunting him like his yeah. like we're seeing a visual representation of him. But Danny's just hearing the, you know, these lessons that were beat into him or whatever yeah. 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 Um, over over a long period of time. Uh, but it's also, again, because of the mysticalness of it, it's possible that he's communicating with Danny. Yeah. Uh, maybe they will. Maybe they will lean on this further. We'll get more uh, as the episodes go. Yeah. So, yeah I really there's... hope so. I really hope that we see more of. I want an episode where we can go back in time and like see young Danny Rand in with the monks and like. I training. mean, they've done. I mean, they've done this with almost every show. Yeah, so I'm they've really hoping for that episode. Episodes. Yeah, I yeah. really want to do. I really want to know why he was chosen to be the Iron Fist. Um, yeah. yeah. How come all of this happened? What was it? Uh, I mean, because it's uh, and look, there, and we didn't. Uh, I got. I didn't get a chance to mention this in the, in the last episode we were talking about, but you know, all of this stuff uh, that I was kind of uh, hypothesizing on in previous episodes about how this is all, you know, the part of him that's a kid that never got to grow up, never got to mourn his family, like that's mm-hmm. all locked inside that's trying to come out. And we saw some of that in the last episode in that dinner scene 
where, um, you know, Claire, I think, is trying to, like, sympathize with him about the loss of his parents or whatever. And he basically sort of treats it as, like, a, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And you yeah. know that that's not true. Mm-hmm. But the all that training and conditioning at the at the temple, he, you know... Like, he was told, like, you've got to let those things go. That's not That stuff isn't important anymore. Yeah. But, like, deep down, this is like a person who never got a chance to mourn. It's still, like, um, it's still like just sitting inside him, like, building up. And I wonder if we're going to see that sort of stuff come out at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, because he, he, very, he very kind of quickly dismisses it like he doesn't want to talk about it, really. Yeah. He makes it, he makes it sound like it's no big deal, but it's clearly, like, a subject he, he's not comfortable discussing. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, so I'm I'm curious to see like to me he's not a character I engage with on a level of like boy I can really relate to this guy. But yeah. psychologically I'm finding him interesting as the episodes go. Like mm-hmm. I'm I want to see what happens. Now maybe they're not going to deliver on this stuff and I would be disappointed if they didn't dive a little bit deeper, but I feel like we're on that road. Like yeah. we're we're gonna we're gonna take that trip, and we're gonna something is going to happen. We're either gonna learn something, or something is gonna you know he's gonna he's going to express himself in some way that uh, like all of these things that he's kept bottled up are going to uh, explode at some point. I'm I, I just have a feeling that we've got to be headed in that direction because they certainly so. mentioned it. They certainly mentioned it a lot, and I'm, yeah. I'm psychologically interested in the character. I'm not emotionally attached to him, right? I can't say I'm, I mean, I'm emotionally attached to Claire Temple, but this is a character we've uh, gotten to know over four different seasons of shows. Yeah. Uh, three different shows, four seasons uh, in total. This is just a character. So, you know, when I see Claire, I'm immediately, you know, like my eyes turn into like cartoon hearts <laughs> and stuff. Like I just, you know, this yeah. is a character I'm familiar with and I know and I love. And we all know um, that she's a real hero, right? Yeah. And it's a shame that she showed up because she sort of stole Colleen's uh, spotlight. Spotlight, at least yeah. from me, because I was Colleen was the character like you that I'm starting to the, is the one that I'm kind of like. Well, I mean, seeing myself in the most, but then Claire showed up, and I'm like, Claire, yay! I love but you. I, I did like Claire. that scene in the hospital where um, they realize that the scientist is being kidnapped, and they go uh, find him, and they go into the the, the they take him to the elevator and, and Claire and, and Colleen find the guys and Claire's like, I'm just going to let you handle this. Yes. And Colleen does a really good fight scene there. So, she does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Claire's training. She's not there yet. Yeah, she's not there yet. <laughs> you got to give her some time. She knows how uh, to pick her battles. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely like this episode more than the last episode. What would you give uh, Immortal Emerges from Cave? I'm going to give it a four, but the four is for all the characters in this episode, except Danny Rand. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I gave it a four, too, and I gave it to all those characters, including Danny Rand. I just, I mean, I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of with everybody else where I'm not relating to this character at all, Mm -hmm. but that's not to say I'm completely disinterested in him. I am interested because I'm yeah. interested in the whole psychological aspect, and I'm curious to see where that goes. But I, I certainly don't see any part of myself in him. But, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I, and this is my speculation. I have no idea. 
but I, the sense I get is that maybe we're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, like with the defenders, when that when that comes out, you know, there's going to be three other defenders and possibly like other characters. Yeah, uh, well, the definitely other characters, and you know, I mean, not everybody identifies with every character in the Avengers as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody out there is maybe a Hawkeye guy, maybe, but someone um, there might be one, there might be one guy out there that's like Hawkeye, woo. um, you know, so, you know, so I, I don't, I have to, again, we're going to have to wait and see how this ends. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe a character like that isn't good for his own show. Maybe he's a, he's good with other characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe, maybe it isn't meant to be for its own show. I I don't know. I'll have to, like we said, we're only halfway through. So mm-hmm. uh, I enjoyed this episode, though. Um, one of the better episodes we've seen thus far. So uh, I say, Aurora, that makes us a half glass full podcast <laughs> heading into next week. Yeah. Uh, so that's a good thing, everybody. Uh, we should always try to head into head into things with a, a glass half full mentality. Yeah. yeah. Um, the we're titles, hoping it, get, it gets better. Uh, the some of the, t- the one of the titles for next week doesn't get a whole lot better, but uh, the other one sounds like somebody's going to be hurt. Okay. Uh, so uh, Aurora and I will return, but before we leave, you uh, head over to cinemageekly.com and check out the archives of the show, and check out all the other shows that we're doing as well. This show, like all the others, available on iTunes and Google Play Music. Just search for Podcasters of Shield and hit subscribe. So Aurora and I will return next week to discuss Iron Fist Season 1, Episode 7, called Felling Tree with Roots. So that's the weird one. (laughs) And this is the one where it sounds like somebody might get hurt. Episode 8, called The Blessing of Many Fractures. 